Humanity lacks a positive vision of the future. Can you come up with five TV series, movies or books set in a bright, positive future? In a future where the environment is cleaner and people are happier, richer and freer? I can come up with just one. Star Trek, an optimistic TV series, especially considering when it was originally created in the second half of the 1960s, not a period best known for its optimistic outlook. I've discovered Star Trek's uniqueness in adulthood and realised its adeptness at being able to tell a good story without a world that is dark and dystopic. Can you come up with any others? I don't mean feel-good movies, but fiction in which the world is not dystopian. If you Google optimistic movies, all you get are feel-good movies. I can't think of anything other than Star Trek. If I feel generous, maybe the movie Tomorrowland qualifies. But if I ask you to list five TV series, movies or books that play out a dystopian, dark future, I don't think you'll have any problem. Terminator... Blade Runner, Minority Report, Waterworld, 2001, A Clockwork Orange, 1984, Ready Player One, The Handmaid's Tale, The Man in the High Castle, Westworld, Altered Carbon, Lost in Space, Fahrenheit 451, The Hunger Games. I could go on. Of course, drama is easier to conjure in a dystopian society. There is a threat, something to fight against. To some extent, I guess it's the author's laziness that makes them choose that kind of world. It's the easiest route to a good story. When there is plenty of other dystopian fiction out there, it is easier to create a dark world than a light one. If you've read lots of dystopian books and seen several dark TV shows and movies, it doesn't take as much imagination to build such a world in your head. All of us can do it if we think about it for only a few seconds. A megacity with huge skyscrapers, dark and foggy, flashing neon lights. Robots are patrolling the streets. In the air, cars fly by. Rain. High up in the sky, huge vessels are afloat. There, the rich live, those who want to get away from the darkness down at the ground. But neither the dystopian nor the utopian communities are the most likely future societies. Although I am convinced that humanity will continue the same journey as the last hundred thousand years and get better and better, we will not go around feeling completely harmonious and satisfied. New problems will arise, even if they are much smaller than what we had a few decades or centuries earlier. Such a world will contain much less suffering than it did a hundred years before, just as the world we live in now is many times better than it was in the early 1900s. But that does not mean that everything will be in total harmony. Kevin Kelly writes, I think our destination is neither utopia nor dystopia, nor status quo, but protopia. Protopia is a state that is better than today and than yesterday. Protopia is much, much harder to visualise. Because a protopia contains as many new problems as new benefits, this complex interaction of working and broken is very hard to predict. He continues, We don't have much desire for life 100 years from now. Many dread it. That makes it hard to take the future seriously. 
so we don't take a generational perspective. We're stuck in the short now, so there is no protopia we are reaching for. Today, there is no vision of what humanity's protopia will look like in a hundred years, not even in fifty years. The closest we've come is the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs. They were agreed on in 2015, and the targets are set for 2030. Some of them qualify as ambitious goals for humanity, which can form the basis for a protopia. Goal 1. No poverty. Goal 2. Zero hunger. But then it becomes more of a to-do list than part of a vision. Not that the goals themselves are bad, but if we are to put together a vision of a future society, a directive to promote peaceful and inclusive societies is too vague. The SDGs are an excellent list of goals on the way to a protopia, but the vision of what this protopia looks like is missing. Those who have a vision of the future are in the environmental movement, or at least part of it. William Vogt is the father of the ideology currently dominating the climate and environmental movement, whose goal is to cut back rather than to develop. Cut back was Vogt's mantra. His view is that there are clear limits to what the planet can withstand, and mankind should stay within them. Not by technological innovation, but by limiting ourselves. Vogt opposed new crops that are more viable and yield larger harvests. Instead, he argued, the population should adapt to what nature can provide. There cannot be billions of people on Earth, not for an extended period of time, anyway. It will lead to collapse and destruction, which he elaborated on in the popular book Road to Survival in 1948. Author Charles C. Mann recently wrote a book about Vogt and compared him and his view to that of Norman Borlaug, the man who developed new crops that significantly reduced starvation, first in Mexico, then in India and other parts of the world. Borlaug won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1970. The book is called The Wizard and the Prophet. Borlaug is the wizard and Vogt is the prophet. Mann writes a balanced portrait of the two, as he both understands and shares the views of both. Three days a week I go with Borlaug, three days with Vogt, and on the seventh day I am confused, he writes. This is how he describes Vogt. Vogt laid out the basic ideas for the modern environmental movement. In particular, he founded what the Hampshire College population researcher Betsy Hartman has called apocalyptic environmentalism, the belief that unless humankind drastically reduces consumption and limits population, it will ravage global ecosystems. This is not true for the entire environmental movement, but large parts of it share Vogt's basic analysis. Although I belong to the wizards, I think some of what the prophets argue has merit. Vogt was very worried about population growth. With too many people on the planet, the ecosystem would collapse and the apocalypse would be just around the corner. I don't believe that, but at the same time, it's not a bad thing in the short term for women to give birth to fewer children as their wealth increases. That is where these views differ. Vote wants to limit not through increased wealth, but through other methods, to cut back.
The wizards want to do it through development, innovation and increased prosperity. Vote, as I said, had a great impact on today's environmental movement, although he himself has largely been forgotten. His vision of setting clear boundaries is the dominant thought model today. Earth Overshoot Day is based on that idea. That is the day when the planet's resources for the year are consumed. Many others, and I, agree that we should not overutilize Earth's resources, but the big question is how we get there by going forward or backward. Vote's vision is the clearest out there, but it is very negative. Nobody becomes optimistic about the future by working to limit our development under the threat of an approaching doomsday. I think one reason people are so negative about the future is the lack of a clear, optimistic vision. Not a utopia, but a protopia. Something to really strive for. A much better society. There are people with great ambitions and even visions, but they often limit themselves to a specific area. Elon Musk is clearly one of the planet's most ambitious and visionary people. He wants to shift the transport sector away from internal combustion engines that get energy from oil to electric motors that get energy from the sun. With Tesla, he has awoken an entire industry. Daimler, who once invented the internal combustion engine, now devotes no resources at all to developing it. Everything goes to electric engines. Musk also wants to help humanity to become multiplanetary, a species living not just on Earth, but also out there in the solar system, on the Moon, other planets, at space stations, and on Mars. The goal is a self-sufficient society on the Red Planet. The day it is achieved, we are no longer a species that only lives on one planet. We are not just terrestrial. We are solarians. A very inspiring vision that I wholeheartedly support, in spite of its enormous level of ambition, it does not describe a future for humanity, not a protopia. To become more optimistic about the future, we need a discussion about this broad vision for the future. We need to piece together the different parts. I do not believe in a single common idea for all of humanity. It goes against what humanity is. The strength of humanity is the plethora of ideas. It is that we have both Vogt and Borlaug, both Greta Thunberg and Elon Musk. But we need a joint discussion where we all contribute ideas about the future we want to see. Just when you start to think about it, you become more optimistic. It's hard to think of positive ideas for the future and become pessimistic.